0: hey guys welcome to another edition of the inside scoop my name is neil crawford i'm your host and i'm also the founder of anytime soccer training hey i'm gonna go off script a little bit and do a quick video about a subject that popped up in various groups um, regarding dribbling and the role of dribbling within youth soccer um i'm actually you know, formulating my views on it as well, because my boys are pretty young and I got my coaching degree on Facebook and my master's on Google. So I'm, I'm learning as I go on how I should think about this. And I'm learning through watching and listening to other, to coaches. I'm not even a coach in that regard. And also my own research and then watching my boys and seeing what I think they need and what they don't need and that kind of stuff. And I want to get a shout out to uh, Greg on the uh, parent group. And he does his own um, training and ballmaster stuff. You guys should check it out because he dropped a podcast that I listened to. And it really got me to start taking a step back and, and sort of thinking about, you know, how that applies to my sons and how it applies to the kids that I work with and then just the teams that I see. But at the same time, I like to take that kind of information and then uh, add, add a layer to it as it relates to the parent trainer, as we've defined in our in our podcast, someone who who actively works with their kid and is striving to do it in a positive and not not negative way. And so, uh, you know, I don't have strong views on this. So before I even get started, I want uh, my coaches. I'm actually creating this so that the coaches uh, that are in the various groups can comment on it, especially. For, uh, and give us dumb parents some, uh, some perspective so I, I really want you guys to be nice and I'm gonna give a couple of shouts Fernando Gary Victor uh, uh, coach luster Marcus you know uh, Ryan that I just interviewed Mike oh, we got trainers coaches uh, please 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 be nice and understand that' I'm, I'm learning as I'm flying okay. So, but I I do wanna be transparent and say, these are some of the instructions that I've given my son, my older one, and I wanna get critical feedback on where I may be overstepping as a parent, or could be right, but I need to add this, or could be completely wrong, and maybe you have some content you'd like to share that we can watch together. So here we go. So I have two, I have two boys. One is 2013. And one is 2010. So let's talk about 2013. I work with him. So he is pretty technical for his age. He has to work on his uh, uh, right foot. He's, he's left footed, but he is pretty technical for his age. And he's busting, with, bursting, I should say, with confidence. Uh, and so he's he loves taking on kids. He loves doing this. He loves doing that. He doesn't play travel soccer yet, and that's been intentional. I am his coach as well, and that's intentional. And I'm just saying that to say, in terms of sort of dribbling and passing, he is your normal seven-year-old that definitely hasn't been like coached at an advanced level who gets the ball and wants to do his thing. And I'm fine with that. Now I have an older one who's born in 2010. He is in a um, sort of academy, not really academy, but a year-round program that's run pretty professionally in that regard. And they run more of a possession style of play. And that's I don't know if that's a coincidence, or, or I just want to tell you that as part of so you can understand. And they do do emphasize a lot of passing, moving, passing, moving, controlling the ball. And it's pleasant to watch, especially because they've been doing that for pretty young, right, pretty young ages. So I'm not passing any judgment there. I'm just trying to give you context. Well, I also work with my older one. I've been working with him for years. And so he's technical and confident in that regard. And so now what what I am beginning to see as a parent is, you know, there is coaches, there are parents, there are other players and not my club specifically, now I'm broadening it out, who are really like, listen, when you get the ball, pass it, get off your feet. I'm guilty of that sometimes. Pass it, get off your feet, pass it, pass it, pass it. And I wanna be mindful that we don't um, stifle the creativity, stifle the uh, confidence, stifle those experiences that they should be having when they're really young because it quite frankly just doesn't matter right so that they're more prepared when they get older and this is sort of stuff that's running through my head but the nuance not nuance but the point i want to make from a parent parent trainer perspective is how i communicate to my older one why he should dribble because i think i think the ability to dribble um and the confidence to dribble uh, you know I think it, 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 there's there's two there's two big broad things you need to kind of three or four broad things you need to get right. Number one, you need to have the technical skills, right? So, even if you if you want to do something, and some people will argue, well, just do it until you keep messing up, and that's fine too. But you really need to have the skills to actually execute what you're trying to do, right? And that comes with practice, repetitions, and people will have a view on how you get there. There is confidence from an emotional perspective, like I'm just a confident person, I'm confident um, out there, I enjoy it, I don't feel any pressure if I, lo- if I lose the ball, so what, I'll come back and do it again. That's one form of confidence. But I've also given him more of an intellectual confidence, an intellectual understanding of why he's doing what he's doing, because what happens or what I've seen happen in these environments, you're always gonna be, whether it's a coach another parent another player, you're always going to have people telling you not to dribble or at least giving you some kind of instructions. And you have to have the intellectual backing to say to yourself, I know what I'm doing. I understand why I'm doing it. I'm prepared to, take to accept the consequences if it doesn't work. And that then gives me the confidence to continue doing what I'm doing. So I've kind of given him uh, uh, my take on it in a framework for him to think about this stuff so that he has the confidence to do, uh, to continue to take on players and continue to dribble and that kind of stuff. So then that brings me to the to the main point, which is um, I think about it as there's two ways, there's two main reasons why uh, someone dribbles in a soccer game beyond the obvious of it, obvious of it just being fun. Number 1 is to move the ball into space, right? There's only two ways to move the ball as a field player, right? You can pass it or you can dribble it. And sometimes it makes a lot of sense to dribble the ball into space, right? Obviously, if you're um if the person you would pass it to if they're not if 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 they are covered and no one's in front of you and you have the space, then you need to dribble until someone closes you down, thus creating space uh, for your teammates. So you're moving the ball into space and to a lesser extent, you're creating space, but effectively you're moving the ball into space. But so that's, that's one reason you dribble. And a lot, and, but there's another very important reason that you dribble as well, and I, I jotted this down, to create overloads right? One Another reason you dribble is to create overload. And the way I describe this and the way I explain this to my son's son, not my younger one, my older one, I started in the house and then I implement some of it in the clinic that we do. So in the house, what I do is I put my mom, his mom and his brother in one room and then me and him, we're in another room it's adjacent, so there's a door in between. And I'm like, listen, if your brother, you and your brother are on the same team, my wife and, and me, we are on the same team. If you can get by me and get into that other room with your brother, then it's two against one, right? You have created an overload. The moment that you get by me and get into that room, it's two against one. If you just pass the ball into that room, it's still 1v1, your brother and your mother. Yes, you can pass the ball and then outrun the player and get into the space. And that's a viable option as well. But right now, we're talking about why you're dribbling. Why are you dribbling? And so then, one of the things I look for as I, when I'm on the, not when I'm watching him, and I don't, at this stage of the game, and you got to listen to the whole podcast to, really understand my perspective so i don't want to give you the impression that i'm analyzing his games per se even though we are going to start filming and i'm going to work with the guys that trace up to do this what i what i look for is your ability to create overloads by getting past that first defender and the amount of time that we spend in the backyard training, the amount of time that you spend free playing the amount of time that you work on your own for the most part, and I don't want to be arrogant in this, in this regard, but for the most part, you have the ability or you should be able to get past the first defender and create overload. And once you create overloads, that magnifies the impact of your passes. But you have to understand if you do that often enough, you're going to lose the ball sometimes and people are going to say, oh, you should have passed. And you have to understand that people are going to tell you you need to pass while you're in the process of creating those overloads because they don't know what you know. And so then the question becomes, so the first thing I want to measure is how many times do you get past that first offender on the dribble? And you get a point for that. And in a previous podcast, I talked about measuring and how you measure these things. I don't do this with my son anymore. I just explained to him because he's now on autopilot. I wanna see you getting past that first defender creating overloads. And the next thing is in terms of quantifying creativity and I'm being very vulnerable here guys. I hope, I hope I'm not just like being completely crazy. One of the goals we have now is when you receive the ball, right? You're at the stage where you need to do at least three change of direction moves. Before you give that ball up. So you're in your mind, you know, I gotta get past that first defender. But not only do I gotta get past that first defender, I need to do three change of direction moves. I gotta move away from my goal. I gotta be unpredictable. I gotta move this way and then cut that way to get past that first defender. That's what I want to see. And so now I'm not talking in general to him about the importance of dribbling. Well, this is important in general. I'm not getting into what the coach said or what the I'm saying to you. I want you to get past the first defender a certain number of times, period. Because I want you to create overloads. And once you create that overload, you know, you have to decide: do I do a pass, do I keep going, do I shoot, depending on where I'm at? And I want to see you use at least three change of direction moves when you receive that ball to help you create those overloads. So that's kind of how I communicated to my and we'll see how it works out. Now, hopefully I get some good film and I'll, I'll show you guys. Now, what I'm going to do at the clinic that I run, and again, no judgment, please. I got my coaching license on, face, on Facebook. So this is when I'm going to experiment. And the reason I want to show this to you guys is so that our coaches who are listening can drop some YouTube videos, drop some content that they do to help me. I, you guys do these fancy little graphic things, which is really cool because I'm actually writing out the uh, session plan for this weekend's uh, clinic. And so I might incorporate it as well. All right, so what I'm going to do at the clinic is, if you can, if you can see this, there's two boxes and I'll play around with the, the, the distance. Let me put it here, I'm left-handed, right? So there are two boxes, okay. And there are two kids, you can have more than two, right? in each box, but there's an equal number. That's what's most important. So there's a red team and a blue team. Two kids here, two kids here. The the kids on the outside, they're green. They are neutrals, they have to stay on the outside. But if you have the ball, you can always pass it to your neutral and then they gotta get the ball back to you and the, the, the defender can't take the ball from the neutrals, okay? Now, the goal is, let's say you start with the ball, you're red, the goal is to take this defender on one-on-one and get by them to get and get through the gate and once you get through this gate if you can see and these are the two goals there's a natural overload here because now there would be two so now in this example huh, there would be two red offensive players here and one blue one and then what we would do is and i'm, I'm going to experiment with this on sunday you have to pass the ball two or three times to each other five times you have to connect at least five passes uh so almost i wouldn't call it a rondo but a kind of i guess passing keep away um and keep it keep the blue defender from getting it and once you make those five passes then you can score okay but if the blue player can intercept the ball and take the ball and get through the gate they come here and that, and now it's a natural overload again, because the red player who came here has to now transition quickly back here. And then you can make it where the blue players can score immediately on transition, or you can have it to make it easier. The same rule, you got to get the five passes and you constantly transition, constantly transition. And what I'm trying to illustrate is that you're not you're you're dribbling but you're also dribbling with a purpose and that purpose also will in time give you the confidence to ignore is too strong of a word because i would never say ignore your coaches but stick to your plan because if you can quickly boom 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 get by him get here or her make that outlet pass because again i would be giving coaching tips this red, the red that was here would be getting wide, getting away from them, make that, make that outlet pass and you gotta start doing that. Then you're just dribbling with a purpose and then you're adding that, incorporating that into your game. And then the final thing with that same drill I just showed you, you obviously can add more players, you can make the space larger, but you're just putting those individuals in a one-v-one situation um, that they have to escape out of in a training environment, and then for me, I'm telling my son, I need you to do the same thing in the games. um I need you to take these players on, I need you to get by them, but you're not taking the players on because of some mm, general you know goodness of creativity, you're taking the players on to create overload, and you're creating those overloads in the in the spaces, and then you're making that pass, and then you're and then you're continuing to move and at the age as you are now, he's born 2010, these defenders are not gonna allow you just to blow by him like they used to two years ago. So I need you to do two or three moves before you you get by him, change of direction moves. And when you start doing that, because he even started doing it last game, you're gonna see how effective it is and you're gonna continue to do it. So that's the message I give to my oldest son now, but I created this video not to be an authority. I created this video and specifically created this video to hear from my coaches and say, hey, you know, am I completely crazy? Or what, what can you add to it? And how do you incorporate this stuff in your uh, training environments? Because I'm here to learn. And with that being said, let's get better together.